Welcome to Ready Layer One, a crypto podcast that focuses on the Near ecosystem. In today's episode, we talk with a person that goes by the name Kurt Schilling and is launching an NFT project called RealBirds. RealBirds is going to be the first Near native omnichain NFT building on Layer Zero Labs. We discuss topics from being a chain maxi, what it's like to launch an NFT, what the crypto space is like in general. And then we really get into the details of what the future will look like when NFTs can go from chain to chain to chain with minimal friction. And RealBirds is going to be one of the first ones to do that. And RealBirds is definitely 100% real and definitely not artificial spying drones. And we hope you enjoy the episode. Real Birds, uh, a project on Near. Uh, I think a lot of people have come across it on Twitter and everything else. But if you had to give the you know sixty second elevator pitch, uh, what would that be? Yeah, first time's a charm. Um, the Real Birds project is the first Near native omnichain project. So we are minting on Near just like any other Near project, um, and we're integrating Layer Zero's omnichain solution. So Layer Zero is a company that built a, a incredible omnichain and multi-chain solution that basically acts as a communication uh, portal between all of these different blockchains. So they kind of establish endpoints between like Ethereum, Solana, AVAX, uh, Binance Smart Chain, um, Phantom, Arbitrum, all of these. Uh, and at this point, NIR is not integrated into that. So we're working really hard on being the first project that uh, kind of like sets the tone for them to integrate near uh, into their solution. And basically that will open up this incredible uh, array of opportunities for us to to kind of like be a part of this omni-chain revolution, which in my opinion is like the best solution that I've come across uh, between multi-chain and cross-chain. Uh, it doesn't involve any bridging of the assets. So like your assets don't get stuck in a bridge contract or anything like that. You kind of sit on top of the layer zero protocol and they communicate between all these different uh, blockchain endpoints. Uh, and what that allows you to do is have like real time visibility of, okay, uh, your project started on this chain, it moved to this chain. Uh, it happened in real time without paying gas fees on this side, paying receiving fees on this side, being stuck in a bridge contract. It's just all very seamless for the user and um, from their perspective, like what they see is basically, uh, okay, like a project mints on near, will mint on near, we exist on near, and then we basically get integrated into this omni-chain world, which means we can bounce around from Solana to Ethereum to AVAX and uh, kind of benefit from like all of the flexibility and upgrades and incentives that come with that. So um, we'll get into uh, a lot of what those incentives are and a lot of what those like upgradable features are, but Basically, uh, to sum it up, we are a near-based project that is fighting to make near a part of this omni-chain world. That's great. Yeah, man, I'm loving the real birds marketing that you're doing online, where it's like birds aren't real. It's very clever. I, it's like the it's like one of the few NFTs that I feel like has like a bit of branding and like marketing strategy around its social marketing. What do you mean? It's completely real. <laughs> Just trying to wake people up, bro. I love what, you know, when we first talked and when you first mentioned, you know, you brought up uh, what you were doing. One of the things that struck me is that, like, you are doing a really good job of tying into all of the things that I think are in, like, the cultural zeitgeist right now of, like, the conspiracy theories, um, you know, obviously the crypto piece, the government and all of these things. And then 
putting it together as a project. But the project, though, is really about this like underlying technology that you're trying to help push forward is just a really interesting approach. How did you come up with you know this concept? Yeah, the the theme side, the theme and the art side is genuinely just because I found it myself and thought it was so funny. Like I think I found a, a t-shirt for one that was like uh, a birds aren't real t-shirt and it yeah. was like the picture of the the pigeon with like the head is the wire, like the this parts the microphone. I was like that's I like laughed out loud. I still awesome. laugh like when I see it, I wear it all the time. Yeah. And I was just like that would be perfect for an NFT project like crypto in general i feel like there's a huge crossover and conspiracy theories and yep. conspiracy theories and just crazy people in general and this is like a perfect way to to play on kind of the outside of that and like i don't know a little bit of truth here and there and and uh i don't know the deeper you go into crypto you see like wow a lot of people believe some insane shit and then like there's there's like little aspects of truth to all of it so yeah, no, I mean, I I think that's, that's really, to me, super an interesting approach because it is playing on so many things. Because, yeah, I mean, if you're in here in the space long enough, the stuff that you hear from people is sometimes really wild. But there is always, like you said, that little tinge of maybe it came out of somewhere. There is some truth to something some deep, somewhere deep. So uh, to use that lore, I, I really like it. Yeah, I mean to get to get like somewhat serious on it, the I I was just telling Jared, like I definitely come from more of a Bitcoin maximalist background and like a huge part of my brain is still wired that way. I think a lot of uh a lot of people that got into Bitcoin and got into crypto, they kind of had to rewire their brain to like look at the world a different way. And it kind of resulted in like, okay, we and uh, like the ninety-nine percent really does not they see something and it's like, that's how it is. They don't really start from first principles thinking or critical thinking or like question what they're told. But the Bitcoin people early on, like definitely did that. Like they had to be wired to question how the monetary system works and how the, you know, federal, the federal reserve works and understand like the fiscal policy and the politics behind all of it. And that just led to like critical thinking and first principle thinking on, on other subjects. Like, you go deep enough down the Bitcoin rabbit hole, you end up on like food and voting and Second Amendment rights. It just never ever ends, and um, that that aspect is like that that definitely transferred over into into crypto. And I mean, you can find a conspiracy theory for anything, and I bet you a good percentage of the people own some own some crypto. What is sort of your vision for like what you are aiming for Real Birds to be, and what you hope it can be? Yeah, like so like I said before we started, I feel like I have two parts of my brain where it's like the Bitcoin focused maximalism part that's like so cynical and pessimistic and critical of everything else in the space. But then like I tr- truly don't want to be like one of the closed-minded maximalists. Like that word really got demonized and, and like used incorrectly. Like there is definitely room for incredible innovation in the broader space. Um I think like the bear market is the best thing ever for just like completely nuking out the, the shitty parts of a bull cycle of euphoria. Yep. So stuff like roadmaps and DAOs and all of these narratives or metas that like were great during a bull market when money's being pumped into the system, but like you pull the rug out from under them and they're just like completely unnecessary for the most part, broadly speaking. 
Um, so hopefully getting back to like some form of fundamentals that is like very tech driven, that moves the industry forward, that moves like the, the ecosystem forward that we're building on, which is near obviously. Um, so like really focused around tech innovation that isn't done, that hasn't been done before. And that may not even look like too innovative right now or too apparent right now, but when the market turns around, it will be like very obvious. Okay. They were the first to do X and it had this ripple effect. Like it opened doors of adoption for, for this whole space. Um, I think that's, that's something that's just like hard to see during uh, market like during the time of the market right now uh, because no one can tell what's going on. No one can tell what's valuable or not, but that's like one of the good things about a long, a long bear market. Like you saw what got washed out in 2018. We, we just named like 10 of them that didn't. So kind <laughs> yeah. of ironic, but uh, for the most part they did, like you don't see mainstream people talking about like Denticoin, but mm-hmm. out of 2018, like some real, real shit rose to the top that has been around since then. And it was like, all right, people learn to build on Ethereum and people, I think uh, the concepts of DAOs started there. And, and even like you could argue that CryptoPunks, um, yeah. like the, the thesis of NFTs started there. So some some cool stuff came from there and it just like takes a while to weed out the shit. I agree. And like, but I think it's, and I also think it's a uh, part of the system, right? Like the last six or eight months and even longer for Solana, you know, there's been this just NFT wave of just some of it's cool a lot of it's crap but everyone's building and trying and they're just throwing it all against the wall and i think it's going to have a a major reckoning and it already is i think stuff's going to mostly get wiped out there'll be but there will be a few that kind of cracked the system they gamified it right and made it worth or or i don't know maybe like created such a community to want to hold it you know what i mean The, the nft and then that will then expand and move on right like there was Neo, there was AntShares, there was Neo, and they wanted to do a decentralized sort of platform. Now there's Near, Solana, Ava, you know, now they're, now that's existing. So yeah, yeah, I think it'll happen with NFTs too. And DAOs, DAOs are just super boring and confusing and like lawyers need to figure that out. A DAO is like a way to, to trick people into like, you have a voice and this is decentralized and you have an equal share in it. But in reality, like picture them as companies if they are because most of them are not decentralized nor like should they be um why would a thousand people need to vote on something for the company when 995 of them have like no experience have like they don't they don't know how to propose something to vote on they don't vote on anything that's proposed they have no experience in regards to like what the correct way to handle a situation should be um this guy Saifu on Twitter put out a a really good like marriage of um, basically getting the the transparency of a DAO, which is like the good part of it. Like you should be able to see like who's who owns what and like what their their stake is in the in the company or protocol. But like, there's no need for 99 percent of the people to have like a, a genuine say in like where this company goes. So his theory is basically like a centralized DAO that still has like the transparency aspect and the voting aspect, just because it streamlines like basically what, what web two board boardroom meetings are in a way. Hmm. That makes sense. I'll look that up. So that's what we're doing. Yeah. So that's what you're doing. Okay. So uh, you're setting up your DAO for real birds that way. Yeah. I mean, we don't even have to call it that. Like it's, it's literally just uh, pick like 50 people, maybe less than that. And you have a say in like how the treasury's managed. Um, 
and even like to that aspect like it doesn't need to be like a, a do or die say like if, hmm. if you if 40 people vote on something terrible for the project that's just classic democracy the meme of democracy failing when four people four people decide to beat someone up so like there's good parts of centralization like the the uh this like meme in crypto that everything's decentralized. I mean, you just saw the other day with Solend. I don't know if that's mm-hmm. how you pronounce it. I mean, like, that is just like a live viewing of how decentralization is just not a real thing in this space at all. No, that is just wild too. Cause you know, people, yeah, that I think is really opening a lot of people's eyes to like DAOs and centralization. And like, the thing is like, it didn't need to be like, it's just during shit that like gets created during the bull market. It's like, okay narrative is you're a decentralized coin or you have a DAO as an NFT and like at that in that time you couldn't have been successful without it exactly uh, unless you like really tried to break the mold so it's like DAO NFT DAO liquidity pool create a token go against near get farmed against <laughs> coin goes zero it was actually crazy like a month ago people like I think when I first started talking about real birds and like started posting about it, like so like what's your roadmap? Like that's the first people that's the first question people have. What's your utility? What's your roadmap? They've just been like completely beaten down mentally that like you need this stuff and that it automatically has to mean something or it's valuable in any way. Well sure, and it goes the other way now too, right? So now projects just throw up a roadmap that is just horseshit and then you look at it right and then you but now you almost feel more negative towards the project because you're like oh well they're just copying and pasting this other roadmap that means nothing and so that's almost worse than if you just said we don't have a roadmap definitely worse in reality but in like the marketing schemes it's like oh you don't have a roadmap okay next project so uh, we'll be able to mint real birds or buy it on pros because you know depending on how it goes then I've got that NFT in my near wallet. Then I'll be able to transfer that to like my phantom wallet and then sell it on Magic Eden. Yeah, basically you'll 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 either be able to do a version of that or um, list on list on Paras, uh, sell someone on near can transfer once it's in a wallet to um, an Ethereum wallet, list on OpenSea. Uh, it actually like it, I'm kind of a we we haven't seen it done on near yet, so we don't know exactly what the implementation of the wallet will be like on layer zero. But basically, like you can um, you may not even have to have to go through like a traditional transfer of like five or ten minutes sitting on a bridge. Like I really think it's going to be very very quick and seamless. Where yeah, you can you can see them moving from near to Solana to Ethereum and back. Um, and there's going to be tons of other chains too. Like these are less popular, but there's NFT communities on Binance Smart Chain, on Phantom, on uh, Arbitrum. Um, so there's just like a ton, a ton of possibilities for these. Cool. And are the so the NFTs are going to be on? Uh, you're going to mint on how many chains? So uh, we're going to do our first mint on Near. We're going to do a thousand NFTs minted on Near, and then we're planning on doing the next mint on Solana. Uh, the cool the, after that we'll do one on ETH and then probably scale down to like a couple hundred minted on Binance, minted on AVAX, etc. Um, but the cool thing is like once they're minted and the endpoint from layer zero is added to near, like we don't really have to wait for all of the total supply to be minted. It's it's like okay, we are active, we're integrated into the omnichain solution that layer zero built. And at that point, like once that endpoint's added, like you can completely benefit from all of these 
all these cool omni-chain features that it's like hard for me to describe what they can do because we haven't written uh, what our lore is going to be exactly. But you can think of things like, okay, unlocking different metadata, unlocking like um, act, uh, experiences, activations, um, backgrounds changing, like that, that falls into metadata. But I really like the idea of incentivizing movement. So like uh, we do our Solana Mint and then it's like, okay, everyone everyone who moves from Solana and Ethereum to, here, to uh, near with your NFTs right now, you are now eligible to uh, receive like this airdrop or this experience or, or this change to your NFT. So it's like a very cool way to incentivize uh, movement across multi-chain solutions, which up until this point, it feels like it's just been like, okay, if the user wants to do this, like there's really no hand guiding to to kind of push adoption across chains. And this, this definitely changes that. This stuff is really super interesting and it's right in my wheelhouse, definitely. But kind of, uh, you clearly have chosen though near to start with, you know, and you have a lot of experience, you know, in in the crypto communities. Why why did you start at near? I thought near on its own was just like I really like the trade offs that near had in terms of scalability and like the community. It felt a lot like Solana did at like four dollars, where you could see like a budding ecosystem starting between the marketplaces and DeFi protocols and. Um, NFT communities, and then you looked at like the technical underpinnings of of near the the protocol layer, and it was like, okay, this is like very very scalable. The security trade offs are great. They incentivize builders and entrepreneurs and developers, and like that's kind of the bedrock you would want to to build something like this on. Um, I also think like near, just from a business standpoint, like near obviously had the most to gain out of this multi-chain solution like if everything's on an even playing field with with like all these chains that we'll be interacting with and you just look at it unbiasedly near is the newest and the smallest and like the less known in the nft space and it's like okay if money just flows freely between all of these then less money is going to be leaving near and going to eat because anyone can do that now anyway but like it's very possible like a good amount of uh users and, and liquidity will flow from like Solana to near and, and ETH to near for the first time. Interesting. Um, are you going to just, uh, I, this is the first time you're the first person to explain this to me. Is this already working? Like this is like, I love learning new things. Like, so is this already kind of on other chains working? Dude, I'm honestly not explaining it well at all. Like I keep saying this, but I need to get uh, the layer zero guys on, a, on Twitter spaces to talk about yeah. it because they are the smartest group of people I've ever met. And like they will yeah. really explain the, the technical aspect of it. It is working. Near is basically not integrated. So like near, nothing on near can kind of benefit from this right now. But yeah, um, the inspiration for this project was uh, Ghostly Ghosts. If you look it up, they are the first, or not the first, one of the first uh, omni-chain NFTs on Ethereum and AVAX and BNB and FTM. Um, they're, like, they started doing this. Like, they can change the metadata of the background based on, okay, you move from Ethereum to AVAX. Like, that's a very, very cool thing. And that just seems yeah. like it's it's, like, so simple but like the jumping off point that it creates is um okay you have a red background like now you unlock this and like that could relate to to physical stuff and and, and meet space and um can relate to airdrops and like incentivizing liquidity movement and the the ways that that can play into like the DeFi world too are, are pretty incredible absolutely man and like 
Um, you can, are you going to mint, like, is each of the bird NFT going to be different? The real birds, are they going to be different on each chain you launch? Or is it going to be the same bird? But Or does it change when you go to another chain? We have, like, complete flexibility with all that. So, cool. like, every every NFT is going to be, like, completely unique in the sense of, like, its art is one of one. Um, but then, you know, we haven't released the lore yet of, like, okay, all of it's possible, but we haven't decided if, um, okay, like you move from near to Solana now you have a Solana hat on your bird, or now you have a purple, uh, background, or now your bird is holding this. Um, but all of that is possible. It's just a matter of what we want to do or what we want to let the users do, or do we want to control more of it? So like after you mint it and you have it, you can do stuff with it that could bring value. Am I, am I, am I kind of getting this right? Definitely. I mean, like even, even, um, just the timeline of like, okay, we mint on near and then, you know, a month, a month or two goes by, we mint on Solana, a month or two goes by, we mint on Ethereum. Like that right there can just uh, give us like a good timeline for unlocking stuff and letting the current holders like experience value in their own right before like X, before like X chain even gets on board and they even have any experience with it yet. So like, I love the example of thinking of the birds like they're holding a passport or something. And the cool thing about Omnichain is you can see like their history and their transaction, um, like their passport. Like I love describing it like that. So like oh. these ones were the first ones that were ever created. They're the only ones that will ever mint on near. Um, they're not the only ones that could ever be on near. So like all 4,185 at one point could move over to near theoretically and sit there for a little bit but only a thousand will be minted on there. So like they could unlock something, they could have some value just from being those. And the same could happen with Solana. The same could happen with like different timeframes or where you're at when X occurs. So there's, there's tons of like value after the mint. Like there's tons of stuff we can do for the people that are just holding or, or waiting for something to happen. That's awesome, man. And like, yeah, I'm just, man, this is a cool, like, I'm not going to just like make this whole podcast about like spitballing ideas, but it's a cool concept, you know? I need that. Like we need to think of stuff like we literally, me and and our team's four people total right now besides the devs. And it's just like, okay, creative ideas that Omnichain can unlock. And it's like a never ending list of stuff we could do. And just like, what's the best way to go about it? Well, you could do targeted like airdrops, right? Like I think the biggest issue with airdrops is that you just like blindly airdrop everything, right? You could have like people with birds, like you could, Ethereum could be launching something or near could be, uh, near treasury could be launching. And you're like, if the birds go to the near treasury and do something, they can get an airdrop, right? Like then you can partner with like different projects, giving people value for holding and like, you know, and also advert, like I hate the word advertising, but you know, I mean, getting awareness, hundred percent it's like a form of voting too like you can there's also the arbitrage aspect of like this creates a very transparent see-through market of um okay like if you're listing something on if you're listing a real bird on ethereum and like the fees are too high or the marketplace is taking too much you can move that over to solana in here sell it there um or like list it there and then the other person can move it back to Ethereum and sell it there. Like creates this very free market exchange of like competing chains. So like instead of just bitching about Ethereum being so much uh, more expensive, it's like okay, you minted on Ethereum now, move over to Solana, now move over to Near and see the benefits. And if like the trade offs are worse, like okay, go back to Ethereum. Like you don't like that Solana's going down every other day. Okay, get back on Ethereum, which is much more secure. Yeah. No, I, I, what I appreciate too about the way you guys are going about this is that you're, 
you're not though coming out and saying we we can we're going to do all of these different things, right? Like I think in your white paper it was really interesting that you break down and say, look, you know, this is an experiment essentially, and you're giving yourself that freedom because it is kind of not only is crypto the wild west to begin with, but like now you're really expanding something that has not really been uh, blueprinted out for you in any way. So I think it's smart that you guys are taking that approach of saying let's see what happens, you know, let's, let's take some time after the near mint and just see what comes up. Maybe something happens where users start, you know, moving things around that spark something else for you. And I think that's, you know, not trying to force the issue and let, uh, you know, the markets kind of maybe show you some things is a really good approach too. That is like, I'm so interested to see what happens once all of these are live and like Omnichain is live on seven different chains. Yeah. Cause like we could wake up one day and like our team had absolutely nothing to do with it, but maybe the floor price is, is like $500 USD terms higher on OpenSea. And like, we just saw a huge migration right. of the birds over to OpenSea. Like that's very right. cool. Right. Yeah. No, I, I think they're just, it, it's, it's really like what you guys are allowing things to happen here is yes, you're trying to innovate and kind of push things along, but you're also, you know, you're providing that example of like the free market of like, Hey, let's see what happens when we have a truly free market. You can do whatever you want with this, go wherever you want. And let's see what kind of comes of that. Yeah, definitely. No, we are, uh, we're definitely excited. And if you have ideas of uh, cool stuff we can do, just picture like the complete availability and, and flexibility of like between chains and, and metadata updating, like definitely let me know. Definitely. We'll just fire off random ideas at weird yeah, hours. Yeah, just DM me random ideas that we can do for the birds. One thing I wanted to bring up, uh, kind of going back to some of the timeline stuff. So um, I was actually going to ask you about, you know, are you going to change your timeline due to the market? But I saw you guys announced today that you guys were uh, changing the initial mint. Uh, what led to that change? Yeah, I, I DM'd you about that. It was like way less about the market and the price. Like um, our friends um, at Nearverse Labs who uh, did the Rocket Boys NFT, like they just sold out at 2000 in these market conditions. So like that's very, very inspiring and good to see for the market in general. Yeah. Um, we we changed specifically because like we it's important for us to be aligned with the layer zero timeline um so like as of now the the most important thing that we're focused on is this layer zero implementation of near so like all of this stuff exists and near cannot benefit from it which is like it's it's crazy and like everyone just talks about near adoption and when's near adoption coming so us like really pushing the envelope and working with layer zero to implement a near endpoint and like consider us worthy of even like being involved in this multi-chain omni-chain solution that is going to increase adoption like that's what we're focused on so um just moving that timeline a little bit aligned us like very very much uh much more aligned with what layer zero is doing so i think that was a no-brainer I mean, I think one of the things too, you know, we've talked a lot about on here, especially is when you have a project that is trying to innovate, I think you kind of talked about it earlier in this conversation of like, when you get into the utility piece, you know, how much of it do you kind of lean on as part of the project? Because it does sound like to me as well, that while you guys have, this huge open door to do all of these different things. 
it doesn't sound like to me that you are saying uh, we're, we're going to try to force utility um, on this in order to drive the project. Yeah, utility, just like the word utility, like maybe this qualify, everything I described qualifies as utility and like educating people on it and helping other projects do it in the future. I kind of picture it more as not really utility, just like deciding to build on this on this uh, innovation that, mm-hmm. that Layer Zero is doing. And like maybe our utility is like being the, the first through the door to like fight for this even coming to near, like that could be it. But I don't, I don't know. Utility is like a, a funny word to describe it. It's kind of just like this technology exists and I think it's incredible innovation for, for cross-chain and multi-chain. Um, and we just decided to like take advantage of it and, and build on it. And like everything that's been done, that's game changing. Like that has already been built by layer zero. Like they are incredible and we just get to benefit on like the creative side. We can come up with cool shit to do on top of it, but, um, in terms of utility, like the best we can do is really like educate people and, and push the mold a little bit on what they already built. Yeah. So on the, on the educational aspect, like, is there going to be any sort of like videos are you going to do? Are you going to do any education like videos maybe like your twitter spaces you'd mention like because this seems like a a really uh, to me i mean it just seems like a no-brainer it seems like all nfts should eventually launch on this when it's possible that's what i thought like i i picture like a new person coming in and like that most of them probably wouldn't know that nfts exist on anything other than ethereum and like if you're really new like you just even found out about about that this cycle Mm -hmm. um so like, I don't know, in the future, it seems like very painfully obvious that maybe you can buy it on Ethereum, maybe you can buy it on Solana, but they're like very easily switchable and swappable between between chains. And like, you don't have to think too much about it. Like, hopefully it's it's very user experience, um, like beneficial to a new user who's just like, oh, I don't even know, like in the background, what chain this is on unless unless the project wants me to know. If it's new. Yeah, that, that, that makes sense. And are, are you uh, reaching out to each and like... You you're on near you're doing this podcast. Are there other areas reaching out to people on like Ethereum areas and Solana and yeah? So you guys were I, I I know you guys were in the Discord pretty early. Like some of our advisors are definitely some of my friends from the Ethereum side, and um, you know a friend who who is uh, head of business development at Parallel, which is a really successful ETH project, is going to be working on our lore with me. Um, I think lining up like the Ethereum partnerships, the Solana partnerships, uh, the AVAX partnerships for down the road is definitely the plan. Um, right now, like this is what I love about starting on near. Like you build this core near community and like really focus on the near mint because what we're doing is like big picture for near adoption. Like people come, this may be the first time that ethereum users or solana users actually come over to near and like we are basically a pathway for them like we are their first experience so we want to give them like the ultimate introduction and like be the most positive community and be like the ambassadors of near in a way but like once they're here like we know they're not we know this won't be their last project like they're gonna look at paras they're gonna look at the DeFi implementations they're gonna look at ref finance um so we're kind of just like stewards of of near in general, which I think is going to be going to be really crucial to like building this initial community. With that in mind, one of the other questions I had were, you know, how involved is the near core team in near foundation while working with you in this project? Uh, we applied for the grant, and um, 
some friends there just on a personal level told me that it, it sounds good. But up until now, um, it's really just been like helping the Layer Zero team connect the dots, um, telling the Near Foundation what we're doing and what we're building on. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, kind of waiting to hear back on the grant side. But really like the the builders have to have to build like it's it's like just just hard work development wise is what sure. layer zero has been telling me so like as you know rust is like a hard language like they have to prioritize us over like the next five protocols that are mm-hmm. probably paying them and um yeah that's what we're trying to make the case for pretty hard no that may, i mean it, it makes sense and i i think you know everyone in the community I think hopefully, you know, is following along and gets to see what you guys are trying to do as a project, uh, because this is really possibly, you know, pivotal time where uh, it could open up a lot of liquidity. Like you said, uh, it puts near back on par with some of these much bigger chains, you know, in, in volume. And one of the things that I think excites me more is not just the nft piece of it but like once you open that door it's 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 everything right like so yeah layer zero like the example here is nfts but once that's open uh that's open for everything for sure that's why like i've been so pumped to shout out like all these projects that have that have like given out whitelist spots for us or like have been in my discord since it was like 30 people and it was just other project founders mm-hmm. and they all got it right away it was like like skellies asac uh knots like all of them it's just okay like people come here from ethereum or solana and like we are just the pathway that they're taking but like they're going right to the marketplace and like now they have a near nft and like now they should look for a couple others and like learn what what our little community is about so i i like true this isn't just like a marketing thing to say this like i think it is the project that benefits everything else in the space like directly just like a direct okay new user has arrived now where do they look mm-hmm. exactly man and it just like it's the how they change they should all just work together like the space should just grow collectively being able to transfer things seamlessly or like relatively seamlessly is like such the move <laughs> And there are some smart people in this, this space. That's awesome. For Super sure. glad to hear that. Way smarter than me. It's good. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like mind blown right now. Like, oh, whoa. I'm just imagining like, you know, minting this, having a real birds on my near wall, then like just being like, oh, boom, firing it over to Solana just to see and then going over to ETH and then AVAX or wherever you have it like available to. It'll be, it'll be a blast. You could have like bird races. You can have like, we're working on the near like the birds are the perfect an- we're working on the lore like the birds are the perfect animal for it it's like oh yeah. the birds are migrating this season the birds yeah. are all going to ethereum like you all travel to <laughs> ethereum you unlock this and like if right. you don't you didn't get the migration passport like you didn't get your stamp bro yeah totally that's right you cool. could do- yeah man just have like a big old scavenger hunt around multi-chain and the winners get a prize i don't know the- like I mean, we're doing that. We're definitely doing it. Yeah. All of these other, you know, layer ones, they all have their pros and cons. But like, I, I think you're being a fool if you're just picking one and saying, that's it. I'm only going there. You know, I, nothing else is going to go work for me, you know, because they all have their strengths. They all have their weaknesses. And, you know, the more that they can work together, I think right now, like, it's just about getting crypto and the web three ethos, you know, more mainstream, regardless of where that's coming from. 
Yeah, the the multi-chain thesis is basically that like everything has trade-offs and no your chain is not better than all the other ones. It's probably better at like a thing or a couple of things and then it's way worse than everything else. So like being able to arbitrage those trade-offs um Mm. like it, like maybe people don't care about doing it way too deeply with an nft but like when when this opens the doors for DeFi and like we're really talking about liquidity and like when you where you would rather park funds for a pool or for for staked yield it's like okay like now we can test the trade-offs now we can literally see the arbitrage in real time on like what wallets are moving where it's just it's beautiful stuff love it like this is this is how you like the on-chain stuff will solve the arguments it's like we don't have to argue on twitter about what chain is better we'll just watch the liquidity flow to where it's better for what is there anything else that you want to share about this project or say about this project before we go um so like everything we talked about was like the deep nerdy technical side that i suck at explaining so i will definitely get um a friend on who is either on the dev side or the layer zero side and uh they will not butcher it like i did um i'm like i love the fun side of it uh i we're gonna do merch like we're gonna do birds aren't real style merch we're gonna do uh scavenger hunts we're gonna do um like memes like it's gonna be a very very fun funny community so like that's what i'm focused on do good merch our merch is gonna be hilarious like i wear these shirts before i even made the project it's gonna be great all right cool because like i'm a i'm a big merch fan and like nothing's worse than like a cheap shirt that's like merch i'm like i'm not gonna wear that but if it's like a nice hoodie or like something i'm all for it dude i have a i have like a fake birds birds aren't real cowboy hat i'm holding it right now in my room i gotta All right, that's post dope. a picture of this and like you'll see how good the merch is gonna be. It's gonna be hilarious. That's awesome. that's great. yeah and the marketing's been crushing i really appreciate it like man I, I like that it's funny it'll laugh through the bear market so we're gonna turn some people into conspiracy theorists and uh then we're gonna get a nice little near mint it's gonna be great yeah, we might need you to act out like some sort of uh, advertisement for us or something. Like you're an investigator and maybe you're dressed up like a bird or something. Like there's a <laughs> lot we can do there, bro. Just on uh, like a side note of creative. I creatively love people in giant puppet costumes. I think it's just so funny when I see videos. <laughs> if, if someone's in like a real bird costume and they take it serious, I'm in. I don't know. Yeah. I'm just like, I love this. Like the people who spin the signs outside of stores, like, I think we just need to hire one of those full time, just be a mascot. Full time? Hey, your your sign flipping is great. Let's go full time. Yeah, you exist <laughs> as like our lifetime NFT, our real real sized NFT. Maybe next time you come on, we can you can we can all be on video, but we can all have bird heads, pigeon heads on. Oh just yes. do, <laughs> it's just we could just do the whole episode with that. Hundred <laughs> percent. We should have done that this time. That's a great idea. Joe, that is that is the kind of stuff we're talking about. But um, yeah, man, this was this was really cool and uh, exciting, and I can't wait to like follow the project now because uh, this is uh, uh, definitely cool. So thanks for coming on, man, and sharing that and discussing. Can't wait. Yeah, this is this is great stuff. Hundred percent. Thanks for having me, guys. Ready Layer One is provided for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only, without any express or implied warranty of any kind, including warranties of accuracy, completeness or fitness for any particular purpose. You should not make any decision, financial investment, trading, or otherwise based on any of the information presented in this podcast without undertaking independent due diligence and consultant and consultation with a professional broker or financial advisory. 